the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 30. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your horrible, blurry, desert island Zoom background any more inviting. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person and, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. So we're going to do something a little bit different with today's episode. Instead of scaring you with the bad things that can happen and showing you the positive ways to avoid certain destruction and mayhem, I'm going to just tell you about the positives of taking time out of your soulless, empty, COVID-filled workdays in your home office and seek out the solace of nature. It's good for your heart, your soul, your brain, and your overall health, maybe even more than you think. So just stick around. We'll get into all that good stuff. But first, let's take a look at what we're talking about. Pack your hiking boots. We're heading out. I thought I'd start with this definition of nature, the phenomenon of the physical world collectively, including plants, animals, the landscape, and other features and products of the earth as opposed to humans or human creations. I like this take on it because it kind of takes all the crap humans do and tells us we're just really not part of it. We did this to ourselves, really, but it doesn't mean we can't go back to nature or respect nature or recognize the inherent value in nature. It just means all our development is somewhat unnatural, which is probably why we have so many problems and also why going back is so beneficial. Anyway, I'll stop ranting about how trash humans are and we'll get into some quotations. Our first quotation is from Jennifer Farr Davis, an American long distance hiker, author, speaker, National Geographic Adventurer of the Year and ambassador for the American Hiking Society. She has hiked over 15,000 miles on six different continents, including through hikes on the Pacific Coast Trail, the Appalachian Trail three times, the Bibelman Track in Australia, and numerous trails in Europe and South America. She says, Hiking is not escapism, it's realism. The people who choose to spend time outdoors are not running away from anything. We are returning to where we belong. So although this is what you would expect a hiker to say, I want to impress upon you, at the very least, her inclusion of the concept of belonging in nature. More on that later. Our next quotation comes from a seemingly unlikely source, a San Francisco poet known widely as part of the Beat Generation named Gary Snyder. He's also an essayist, lecturer, and environmental activist with anarcho-primitivist leanings. Please go look that up. It's fascinating. But not simply a beat poet, Snyder is the winner of a Pulitzer Prize for Poetry and the American Book Award, and his work reflects his Buddhist spirituality and his deep sense of nature. He said, Nature is not a place to visit. It is home. Again, that sense of belonging is here. It's almost like there's a theme emerging. Finally, we have the powerful and eminent John Muir, also known as John of the Mountains and father of the national parks. 
He was an influential Scottish-American naturalist, author, environmentalist, philosopher, botanist, zoologist, glaciologist, and early advocate for the preservation of wilderness in the United States. He was instrumental in urging Congress to pass a bill in 1890 establishing Yosemite National Park. He has long uh, exuded the deep spiritual connection to nature and has encouraged and inspired readers, presidents, and congressmen to move forward on many conservation projects. He said, Thousands of tired, nerve-shaken, over-civilized people are beginning to find out that going to the mountains is going home, that wilderness is a necessity. So, let's get back to that nature. Get dressed. Or, or not. So, why am I fixated on nature and hiking? Well, for starters, getting back to nature not only makes you feel good generally, it has a lot of proven health benefits. And hiking in particular is high on my list because it requires, at the most basic level, almost no special training, skill, conditioning, or equipment, and is fairly accessible to most people. I've spent a lot of time in nature, a lot of it hiking, but also snowshoeing, mountain biking, trail running, backpacking, and camping. I'm not saying it's all easy or for everyone but I have never actually regretted a single time I went into the wilderness and exulted in nature. Now there's actual science to tell me why, and it's amazing. At the risk of sounding like a zombie, let's, uh, let's start with your brains. So these last couple of years have been harder on some than others, but being in the same place for work, meals, sleeping, and whatever else you do, is it's tough on your mind. Just looking out the window at the street in front of your house or your shitty half-landscaped backyard or a parking lot can make you feel like the world is, you know, a bleak friggin' place. But here's the thing. Even looking at something more natural can switch your mood. In a paper published uh, in the Scandinavian Journal of Forest Research, <laughs> yes, I shit you not, it really exists, titled The Influence of Forest View Through a Window on Job Satisfaction and Job Stress. It was stated that the results showed a significant direct effect of forest views from windows on job satisfaction and stress. Respondents' personal information, such as gender, age, and job category, did not influence on the window view effects. Yes, they literally put people into offices with views of forests for a period of time and those individuals doing the same work the whole time felt more satisfied in their jobs and in their performance. So there's that. So if just looking at a forest can change your perspective, can being in one be even better? I mean, I'm, I'm not asking really, the, but the answer is hell yes. In a fun and well-researched article by writer Florence Williams in Outdoor Magazine titled Take Two Hours of Pine Forest and Call Me in the Morning, she talked to Japanese researchers about a lot of what they refer to as green therapy. Yoshifumi Miyazaki from the University of Chiba and Ching Li from the Med Nippon Medical School in Tokyo are exposing participants in a study to simply spend time in green environments, which include wild gardens, forests, and riparian environments. They then use field tests, hormone analysis, and new brain imaging technology to find out changes on the molecular and physical levels. 
Compared with control groups spending similar time in urban environments, the green participants yielded a 12.4% decrease in the stress hormone cortisol, a 7% decrease in sympathetic nerve activity, a 1.4% decrease in blood pressure, and a 5.8% decrease in heart rate. On subjective tests, study participants also reported better moods and lower anxiety. This really is a benefit of, you know, going green. So beyond the obvious already stated, are there any other benefits of exposure to nature? Well, I'm glad you asked because there are tons. The Journal of Cardiopulmonary Rehabilitation and Prevention published an article titled Effects of Horticultural Therapy on Mood and Heart Rate in Patients Participating in an Inpatient Cardiopulmonary Rehabilitation Program. Well, that's a mouthful. Without any note of surprise, you'll accept that they state findings indicate that horticultural therapy improves mood state, suggesting that it may be a useful tool in reducing stress. Therefore, to the extent that stress contributes to coronary heart disease, these findings support the role of HT as an effective component in cardiac rehabilitation. Yet even deeper than, this, than just stress, it can deal with other chronic issues as well. In a paper titled Comparing Responses to Horticultural-Based and Traditional Activities in Dementia Care Programs, published in the American Journal of Alzheimer's Disease and Other Dementias, they found that HT-based activities are a viable and desirable choice for dementia care programs because they successfully engage groups of participants who are often difficult to engage in activities that elicit high levels of adaptive behavior. And it is being used to lessen the severity of PTSD in returning servicemen as well. Everything is better with nature's own therapy. But, but wait, there's more. Since we're talking about mood and mental health, what about ADHD, for instance? Well, in an article titled A Potential Natural Treatment for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, Evidence from a National Study, published in the American Journal of Public Health, they found that green outdoor activities reduced symptoms significantly more than did activities conducted in other settings, even when the activities were matched across those settings. Findings were consistent across age, gender, and income groups, community types, geographic regions, and diagnoses. They even concluded that green outdoor settings appear to reduce ADH symptoms in children across a wide range of individual, residential, and case characteristics. This isn't drug therapy or some version of behavior modification. This is simply bringing people suffering from life-limiting disorders into a natural setting. And really, if, if it works, even partially in these individuals, just imagine the health benefits that everyone can get from simply walking on a path away from houses, offices, and urban streets. That's literally all it takes. Just find a lost path and, you know, take a goddamn hike. You'll thank yourself in the morning. Seriously, get lost. Take a hike. Do it now. Why, why are you still listening? Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second, but first I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all the major platforms, and please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. Uh, yeah, the www is still there, but you know what? It might be fixed soon, so stay, stay tuned. 
Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. DM me if you want some stickers. You know, stickers, the free stickers, the free stickers I always talk about in every goddamn show. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? J.R.R. Tolkien once wrote of one of his characters that not all those who wander are lost. Indeed, the remarkable scientific mind of Albert Einstein takes that a step further when he said, look deep into nature and you will understand everything better. In a less than succinct but more direct way, the massive imagination of Jack Kerouac responded by saying, because in the end you won't remember the time you spent working in an office or mowing the lawn, climb that goddamn mountain. So clearly, not being lost in nature is something that you should look deep into, especially if you're on that goddamn mountain and you understand you are wandering, but not in an office or something. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks also to Audionautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neatnik for visuals, and thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks, or not, whatever. <laughs>